On today's episode of the Fasting Below Average podcast, we have the 2018 Quicken Loans College Home Run Derby champion, Cadet First Class Nick Reddy of the Air Force Academy baseball team. He gave us a lot of insight as to how he spent his entire week and what it was like winning that. Uh, it's a great interview. We really appreciate him being so generous with his time, and we hope you guys enjoy listening. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? We right now have your 2018 College World Series Home Run Derby champion, Nick Reddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, First of all, what an absolute electric performance that you put on uh the other day in omaha um i guess the only thing we have to do is just kind of dive in i mean i gotta i gotta know what was that moment exactly like when you saw uh logan davidson kind of you know have that pop-up and you realized that like you were the champion well it's kind of like being tasered and then eating a (laughs) spoonful of adrenaline at the same time i mean you don't really know what's going on your body's tingling and you know it just feels great it's amazing obviously you know we want each other to do yeah dude that was i don't know in my opinion that was just so cool how uh it, i mean you really just went all out like was there what was the strategy like because it seemed like all the other guys you know they were stopping you guys had the four minutes so for anybody who doesn't know uh, it was three rounds and then the people get eliminated after each round um and you have four minutes to hit as many home runs as you could and then you could take a break basically at any point nick you were not slowing up. I felt like you didn't want to take a break at all. Did you have strategy, or was it just like go all out and hit as many bombs as possible? Well, name of the game is hit as many as you can. Um, the way I've been practicing it is to take the timeout at about the one-minute mark just to give me a quick little re- breather and just have a good, solid last minute. But, I mean, Jimmy and I, who was thrown to me, we were just like, we don't care what the score is. I'm going to try to hit every single pitch out no matter where it's at. Yeah. That's awesome. So you said pitcher's name was Jimmy, right? Can you talk about how that relationship is and like what's the strategy there using a pitcher, obviously trying to throw you pitches that are going to work in your favor uh, to put them over the fence? So Jimmy Rizier, he was our volunteer coach um, actually for the past three years on the team. And he's thrown BP to us every single day of every game. So him and I could really get in a rhythm because he'd thrown to me for the past couple of years. And he knows right where I like it, belt high on the inner half. And, you know, when you have someone that you can get in rhythm with, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, it's interesting you, you talk about the rhythm because obviously that's what you definitely look for. It seemed like, just compared to the other guys, just based on, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but just watching, like, it seemed like you took a little bit longer to get into a rhythm. But when you did, you were just absolutely locked in. Like, some of the other dudes would just have line drives um when they came out so that was just like really awesome to see yeah i mean i'm just glad that you know jim he throws great bp and he was able to put it there it did take us we did have some slow starts i think just about every round but you know i didn't panic 
which was kind of a huge thing, just kept going with it and things started clicking at the right times and we were able to get balls out of the yard. Have you actually seen the uh, the full broadcast at all? I did. I just watched it yesterday, actually, last okay. night. So yeah. did you? So you heard the announcers the whole time. They were dropping some absolute gems, the like in terms of commentary the entire time. Like it seemed like you couldn't do anything without them saying "fly, fight, and win" or mentioning that you had like <laughs> four hours of sleep every night. Did you do like an interview with them, or was that just like the classic thing where they watch Academy Sports and like? You know, just kind of talk about our process. So I did talk to them actually probably two hours before and they're just running through an average day. You know, they exaggerate a little bit. Um, I believe at one point they said I was a pilot and <laughs> I'm just empowered flight. So, but I mean, you know, God, God bless them. They do a great job. And, you know, the, the Academy is confusing to everyone. It's still confusing did, to me. So, you know, if they were off a little bit, I, I got to cut them some slack. Did here. they, uh, did they knock out the classic, put up the cadet schedule where it says we wake up at 4am and go to bed at 12 and there's like mandatory assault course training every day. A little bit. They didn't put it up on the screen, but they definitely talked about it. They're, they're impressed with the course load. They're like you take all these engineering classes, all chemistry, physics, calculus, <laughs> needs a management guy. You know, on top of his cadet duties, just really grinding out, you know, four to six hours of sleep, and he's got to still perform, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I, I yep. mean, it, it is true, you know, but it does sound, it sounds terrible to anyone else, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, no, norm, it was, it's normal for us, you know. I think it's the funniest thing, just as a cadet, because when he, when he did drop, it was like hard, definitely. Oh, yeah, we only, he only gets four hours of sleep every single night. So, yeah, so basically this entire year, um, you really earned your spot in the Derby. You batted 341, had uh, 20 home runs, and a 699 slug average. Which, if you don't know slug average, it's basically how many ba- how many bases you get uh, per at bat. Was there any point where you kind of looked around and you thought I might be like one of the best hitters in the country? Or was it kind of a surprise to you that you got the invite, or what's what's the season been like? Well, you know, I started off rocking in the beginning of the season, and thankfully I was able to turn it around and finish strong, which let me have the year that I did. Um, you know, it is hard to kind of look around and say, you know what, like, I deserve to be here because, you know, the Mountain West doesn't get that good a rap anymore. You know, we have good, solid teams, but, you know, it's all about the SEC, Big Ten, the Power Five com- conferences. A lot of people would just dismiss any other conference saying, oh, well, the pitching's not there, you know. They're not seeing the competition. They're playing at different parks. But baseball is baseball, and it's D1, and it's legit. And when I looked at some of the numbers of the other guys, I was thinking, you know what? I do deserve to be here, and I damn well better win this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, for the boys. Oh, for sure. I mean, I absolutely felt like there's there's definitely some bias just, just watching up there, but, I mean, there was – absolutely no difference if anything i think you kind of look better like just physically just seeing logan davidson up there and his stroke and then how um you know you could hear him like taking deep breaths getting a little bit gassed halfway through his his at bats and you were just like cool calm and collected and that was just really awesome to see um not to like kind of put you on the hot seat or anything like that but um, you know, we had like Griffin Jacks. We had a few guys being picked up. Do you have any plans to maybe try to go pro? Do you want to talk about that at all? Oh, well, I mean, it's been a dream of mine ever since I've been a little kid. And there are some 
tough rules coming out of the academy. You know, I'd have to serve two years of active duty first, but with baseball coming back to the Olympics in 2020, I could possibly get the WCAP program and go straight to playing for a little bit. And, you know, people look at that sometimes and say, oh, well, you just want to get out of your service. You want to get out of commitment. And that's not the case at all. You know, I'm, I stayed at the academy for a reason. I want to serve. You know, that's first and foremost. But, you know, hopefully or sometimes opportunities arise that allow you to serve in a different capacity. And, you know, I might not be on the front line playing baseball by any means. But, you know, that's definitely some public affairs and some recruiting that, you know, is good press for the academy and the Air Force in general that I think would be beneficial to them. But at the end of the day, they make that decision. I just got to see where the straws lay. Yeah, and that we see that we've seen that in the past with obviously some of the big names like Chad Hall, Ben Garland, uh, people that have either done kind of reserves in the off season or you know served a year or two and then uh, gotten to do their thing in the pros. And just like you said, I mean, I think it's really cool when hundreds of thousands of people are watching an NFL game, and even if the dude, you know, even if Chad Hall got in for two plays, guess what they're going to be talking about for those two plays? So it kind of brings a sense of pride. Uh, into each team and I think same thing goes for the MLB hopefully uh, you'll get to kind of take that uh, take it to the MLB someday in that regard yeah well I think I hope the derby was a good taste tester for that you know I mean trying millions of people really got to put the name out there and hopefully they see that or hope have some faith in me that I can continue to do that maybe they'll give me the chance you never know and it's kind of funny with the derby Uh, I honestly like you know it seems like Baseball always goes the longest for the most part, um, just because the way that the season tends to work out for you guys. Uh, and honestly, it was one of those we're talking. We talk about dead periods all the time where there's no academy sports going on at all. And then it was like a day before uh, the home run derby was actually going on that I, you know, that we kind of or I caught wind of what was happening. And then for you to win the thing, it was like the perfect spark that the air force, you know, air force athletics needed to get us through the football season, uh, to get through the summer. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm good. Well, I'm just glad I won it. You know, it would have been another thing if I went there, had some good press, but would have fallen off pretty quick, but winning it definitely, it's going to make the name stick for a little longer. No, dude, I, I straight up partied. Like it was like Sunday <laughs> night and like, I, I got the blast. So I, I knew it was happening on Saturday, but I was just kind of like out and about and I was like busy and I was like, okay, I need to check this out later. And then I got home on Sunday, and I saw that it was going to be up. And I saw that the weather delay had happened in Omaha. Um, and they were talking about that a lot. I want to touch on that about late the next day and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, and then I watched the entire thing. It was completely electric, and the bottle of bourbon that I bought on Friday was magically gone by the time you hit the plate <laughs> for, the, for the third round. And I straight up partied that night. It was awesome. And I know, and I was having people like uh, texting me and going and on the, the FNBA Snapchat and, and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things. So what happened with the travel plan? So they had to switch it out, or there was like a favor that had to get called in to get. Do you like borrow Air Force One? What was it? So originally, I I had to get permission to miss Friday so I could travel out and participate in the Derby on Saturday knowing that I was going to be back Sunday night or Sunday after Sunday morning, really, and have time to prep a power flight. And then weather delay happens. 
I mean, we were 15 minutes from start time. They call us in and they're like, Hey, we're not going to get this in. We're going to have it Sunday night and y'all be back midday Monday. Does anyone have a problem with that? <laughs> I was in the corner. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a problem with that. <laughs> um, so I had to call down to the 557th where we're doing powered flight and get approval from them because I hadn't originally, my SDA didn't allow me to miss that much and yeah. it required their approval. And so, I mean, there was a chance that I could, I was like, Oh crap. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get a hold of anyone. Like I'm going to have to get their approval first. And thank goodness. Uh, I, I got it and I stayed. I mean, I found out at 10 o'clock the night before and sent a test. I was like, all right, I'm still in this thing and uh, saved me a spot on the field. The That's awesome. So, so you didn't get like a, uh, like, did you talk to anybody high up? You, did you get like a DM from General Silveria or anything like, hey, bro, you're good to go? Like, don't sweat it. <laughs> no, but one of one of the kids tweeted at Trump, say, hey, what Nick Reddy's doing, participate <laughs> in the Derby, but I, I don't think he responded. Yeah, I think that's the sole reason you were able to stay the extra night, honestly. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. That's awesome, man. Well, that sounds like it was an absolutely amazing experience. Uh, so those are mostly our serious questions. Do you mind if we ask you a few dumb questions now? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so first and foremost, one of the things that they talked about, and one of the people who was, or one of the groups of people, I guess, who were uh, retweeting us a lot, with the Dallas Jesuit crowd, we have a buddy who went to Dallas Jesuit, and one of the most famous crowds is uh, Jordan Spieth on the PGA Tour, who does not have a win this year. So technically, you have more wins than him. How does that feel? Uh, it feels good, but I'm sure it's going to be short-lived. You know, <laughs> I mean, from a guy who's won the Masters, I'm sure he'll squeak one out here in the next couple months or so, if not in the next few weeks. Um, I mean, he's good. He's got a lot more skills in his sport than I have in mine so far, but you know, who knows? Maybe I'll catch up one day. He did say he's been quoted saying that uh, baseball was his first love and that he wished he could have played it, but he knew he was a lot better at golf. Uh, so actually, I mean, I don't know if you'll ever meet up with him, but if you do, he might be a little bit jealous of you. So I used to have to see about that. Hey, you never know. There's a lot of class reunions, and everyone goes back to the football games whenever they're in town. So maybe we'll meet up. That's true. Um, so any story about selecting your bat? I guess this isn't really a stupid question. This is kind of, this is something I did want to know, but like, I, I mean, just going on kind of the golf thing, like I'm a golf guy. I know how you select it. You kind of look at the numbers, like spin rates, distance, trajectory. Is there anything about that? Or is it just like all feel like just the juju kind of thing? Um, honestly, so we got to use the old illegal bats that are like, they're called hot bats, the BESRs. Um, yeah. They have more juice than the ones we currently use. And I just knew a buddy who had one and I was scrambling and it happens to be the same model bat that I used to swing. So it was comfortable to me. And I was like, please give me that bat. And lo and behold, it helped me win the Derby. Nice. Do they consider boost a performance enhancing drug? And if so, how are you able to work your way around that for the home run Derby? I have no comment on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, already trained for the big leagues yeah I would have to guess that the, the combination of boost nutritional shakes and chicken strips is uh, it's a lethal combo but well I guess the one question that we asked to all of our guests uh, what is your favorite meal at Mitchell turkey burgers or the chicken heroes because the chicken heroes they give us the best chicken is that the chicken heroes with the pita chips is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah the pita chips and that was a little pita bread underrated meal sauce underrated meal oh, yeah it's delicious plus they give you a lot of it too 
so you're not going hungry. That's a good uh, answer. That is, that's it's a solid answer. I feel like that's the that's like a slugger's answer because I feel like that meal probably is really really balanced in terms of nutrition. Like I feel like all your macros are really well in line. Um, now not to not to change the mood right now, Nick, but uh, I have to kind of get on you a little bit. You said that Yusafa was a seventy five hundred feet. It's a seven thousand two hundred fifty eight feet, far far above that of West Point or Annapolis. Uh, do you need to take a new K, K test or what's going on there? Uh, I think I measure from Pike's Peak, so you know it's all relative <laughs> at that point. Oh, okay, yeah, Eagle, Eagle's Peak. Sorry, Peak, yeah. Yeah. you adjusted for instruments based on the uh, the powered flight planes. Exactly, density, altitude, all it, it all plays into a factor there. <laughs> all right, perfect, man. Uh, hey, Nick, thanks so much uh, for doing this interview, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, again, congratulations. Uh, that was amazing to see. You You clearly have a bright future ahead of you, and uh, we know you're going to do great things. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and we really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. What's up, everybody? That was an awesome interview we had with the 2018 World Series Home Run Derby champion, Nick Reddy. Uh, thank you so much to him. That was a lot of fun for doing the interview. Uh, we really appreciate it. We wish him all the best of luck. Uh, any thoughts on closing out that interview for us, Arch? No, but kind of like I touched on, it was a nice little spark in the summer for Air Force Athletics, and not not a small one. It made a, made a pretty big splash, so it was cool to see that and uh, getting me pumped for Falcon football, hockey, blacks, baseball, basketball, everything down the line. Swimming? Swimming. Fencing, curling, rock climbing, all of it. In the ball. Flicker ball. Yep. Basic. <laughs> Basic. We're in the thick of that now, but yeah. So. yeah. ESPN is doing uh, some very local coverage on the Big Bad Basic competition, so keep it. Uh, I meant to ask him about that. Yeah. It's always a baseball player who wins Big Bad Basic. So, he, a... dude, can you imagine that kid just like <laughs> taking a pugil stick and teeing off on your head? <laughs> like oh my god, oh that'd be abysmal. You just send um, a guy right back to uh, get washed back into the next year. Ugh, just brutal. Yeah, that's. Ugh. I can just picture him like plowing through a group of basics, and they all just get medical turned back for concussions. Uh, but anyway, we have a uh, pretty good, pretty relaxed. That was a really good interview. That we only expected to go a few minutes on that, uh, and we went a little bit longer. So that was really cool. Uh, so we have a few things to talk about, but first let's just talk about what's going on basically in the wing. It's kind of, it's not really dead at the Academy by any means, but it's dead to us cause it's, we can't really have a peek inside. But, um, right now I realized I've been kind of doing the, the mental check. I day was last week and right now is the time in every basics head where they go through a few meals and they start to realize something about their classmates that, there are a lot of dumb accents in the United States, and I guess the kids come from other countries, but there are a lot of dumb accents that kind of come down. And one of my earliest remember, reminders, I guess remembrances, was when I was sitting in Mitch's and some kid goes, please pass the milk to the basic cadets of the table. Please pass the milk to <laughs> whatever. And I was like, I almost, it was one of those things where I almost just, <laughs> I was so tired and I almost just broke and said, 
what the hell did you just say? And he's like, oh, the milk. And I was like, <laughs> there's no A or E or anything in milk. Like, if you want the milk, ask for it. And so that just got me really angry. And so that just reminds me of, like, how little stuff will just get on your nerves and all that kind of thing. I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, it's kind of funny how you open up saying, you realize how many dumb accents there are when so in reality, when, when in reality, it's anyone whose accent isn't yours just seems yeah. dumb. And <clears throat> my only experience with that is, we've talked about this before, but we're both Northeast guys. Um, so you don't get a whole lot of Southerners in the Northeast. I don't think they yeah. venture any any North than like the Southern border of Virginia, maybe. So yeah. you get they're down like, to the... They'll just be like, oh, I'm headed up to Raleigh this weekend. I'm going North. And it's like, you know, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I remember getting down to the Academy and there's a lot of people from the South. Um, and it literally was like probably the first time I heard a legitimate Southern accent. And I was like, "This is this like an old country western movie? What's going on right now? And it just it really broadens your horizons uh, as you're staring down at your plate listening to everything else that's going around. Yeah, you kind of you kind of look at Mr. Eagle and you're like, did he seriously just say that? Like, sound like an idiot. And yeah, then it's like uh, think... it's like the Ep it's like the Epcot of conversations. You hear a little bit of everything. Oh, I know. Like you remember that it and it always I think people always bring it up later on, like in their in their dorms and stuff. But there's always somebody who wants to start the argument over, like, is it pop or soda or Coke? And it's like, first of all, if you say if you say Coke, your opinion is, like, irrelevant. Like, that's a brand. The Coke, like, regardless of what it is, yeah. trick? Yeah, like, can I have a Coke? Like, uh, sir, that is a sun-kissed. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> what kind of Coke? Yeah. I'd like, a, I'd like a Coke of the Sprite variety. Yeah. And the kids, the kids who want pop are always, like, Ohio State fans or, like, like stuff like that. Minnesota. It's, like it's probably Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Which, also... if you're from Minnesota, the the biggest thing, and see, this is why I'm so torn because hockey made Minnesota cool. So like, and obviously like our hockey dad Frank Saratori, like he's cool, and he like that hockey accent is awesome. That to me, that used to be just Canadians, and we didn't really care about them. But yeah, that's actually... true. And I also, I think even if you're a hockey player from Florida, you just develop that accent. Oh, you absolutely do. It's like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Sorry, nice to meet you. I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Atlanta, <laughs> Manitoba. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, Ontario. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's our first thing. Right now, there are some kids realizing there are weird accents out there, uh, and then there's always kid like a kid from like Guam. Or from like Hawaii, who's like like everyone's accent super weird. They realize it the second they showed up. Uh, and then the other realization that I had that you and I, you and I were both talking about uh, the footsteps. And this is just reflecting based on the pictures. Basically, a combine. Uh, there's one picture that the commandant shared. She put it on I think her Instagram, and it's her <laughs> standing there in uh, and she's she's got a real serious look on. She's in blues. She's got her sunglasses on, and then there's, like, a cadre yelling at this kid. And the kid, he's bigger. He looks to be potentially, like, a maybe a D-lineman or, like, a, an aspiring O-lineman kind of thing. And uh, I, just the look that I'm perceiving from her sunglassed eyes is, like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to bring back this, the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. 
And so <laughs> that's, that's what I got out of that. Uh, so yeah, they're a combine. Like the pictures are always great from that. And they were, they didn't really disappoint this year. There was no one who carved an, an AF into the side of his head. Uh, like, or an FNBA. Yeah. Hey, what's up with that? I don't know if I ever saw any, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're in basic training right now, uh, and you're listening to this, go ahead and, uh, DM us if you wore an FNBA shirt. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I doubt anyone did. That would be, I don't know if it would be bold, but I don't know if anyone heard of us and then had a chance to order a shirt or something. But, uh, regardless, yeah, the footsteps are always a good time. They, they look a little, I will say they look a little creepy in red though. It looks like kind of like, like yeah. footprints and or something. And there's also like a little spackle that kind of goes around the edges of it. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a little problematic. I think that's the right word these days to use. Yeah, I would argue that it's problematic. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's what's going on at USAFA. I can't wait till I can't wait till the day where we say that's what's going on at USAFA, and we just talked about uh, football, and <laughs> those times are coming up. But... I have a I have a hot take slash uh, peek behind the curtain. I was actually in the springs recently. And found myself on Academy grounds. I just kind of blinked my eye. I just found myself marching or running the strips in the middle of the night. I somehow got on onto the the base, but no, I was up at the chapel overviewing, and I didn't see a single or hear a single basic cadet uh, while I was there. So, what's going on? Is I don't know. Ploy? I don't know. Maybe Cadet Satterfield reminded everyone uh, in his interview that the tunnels are open. So they were all using the bathroom down in the tunnels or something. Maybe nobody got off the bus and they're all at UCCS now. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Um, well, thank you for going there. I'm surprised you didn't stay. What time did you go? Were you not there during uh, noon meal formation? No, I think it was around 11, 12. So I, I guess it was, but well, that's a trick no basics question. to be seen. That's a trick question. Basics aren't supposed to have watches, so you would never know. Because we perpetually live in basic training, so. <laughs> so yeah, I don't wear a wa- I don't wear a watch anymore. Yeah. Why is that? I just got used to it after basic. I was gonna say yeah, just the old forgetting Sarah Marshall joke. Got yep, your watch on your phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So next we're gonna do audio meme. That's this is one of my favorites. I feel like we haven't gotten any feedback on this, but um, it is one of my favorites where we talk about it. So, this wasn't a meme, it was a submission that I put up uh, yesterday or two days ago. It's the kid eating worms. And uh, the caption we were sent, I forget exactly what it was, but basically it was a Snapchat video that was saved and then sent to us. And uh, it said, when the fish aren't biting. And the kid, you can hear him and he goes, oh, uh, can you, like, this is for ten bucks, right? Like, as if, like, dude, your dignity is already gone. Like, uh, and he just shoves a handful. It looked like dip at first, but he shoves, well, like, I think he was of... dipping worms. I think that was the intent behind it. Yeah, he put it just, like, some some good old night crawlers into his mouth. Um, and I gotta tell you something. Haven't seen anyone make bugs look that tasty since that scene in The Lion King when Timon and Pumbaa were eating the bugs and they looked delicious because it did look pretty good i thought you were gonna say uh you haven't seen bugs look that tasty since you were lied to that ants taste like uh lemon drops during e-set and they just don't taste anything like lemon drops nope they taste uh like 
pretty much what you think an ant would taste like, like a little bit like <laughs> gross fire. Um, when you when you posted that video, though, honestly, I it took me a second to realize what was going on because they don't really zoom in on the worm and then zoom out. So I kind of was like, wait, what is he like? Is he dipping? Because there's nothing going on. And then you can see a little worm hanging out the side of his mouth, and that's when you kind of get a good idea of what's going on. Uh, what do you want to do next? You want to do a little behind enemy lines? Yeah, let's do it. So, not a whole lot going on in, in the way of behind enemy lines. Uh, again, it was our day, uh, which I believe is the correct term for basically, like, I day for, uh, for Army. They got a new superintendent. Uh, General Kaslin was out. We already talked about that a little bit. Um, and then Navy, I think they're also calling it I day. And they had theirs, but um, so basically the big headlines still are just some of the the highlighted uh, cadets and midshipmen who have been processed. And you had a little something on some kids from Navy. What's the deal with that? Yeah, so I naturally I only I only read the beginning of the, or I really just read the bold print at the top of the article. So it said, uh, as is tradition, <laughs> said, uh, basically three sons accepted into Naval Academy, and so. That's three. If I'm doing my math right, one out of three is roughly, what, 33%? We'll call that close to 10%. So in reality, one of those three kids isn't going to make it through. So who's it going to be, and how's, how are those dinner conversations going to be after that? Yeah, if you take uh, 33%, so that's the number of each child, so if you break that down 33%, Naturally, that rounds down to zero. You have a zero percent chance of graduating from unit from a service academy. So, yeah, essentially, those kids are all kind of screwed. And I would have to say that, um, it, I mean, it just all kind of goes back to the, to the whole like, look to your left, look to your right. None of you are going to graduate, kind of thing. Yeah, but no, really, odds are one like two of the kids are going to go on and they're going to prosper. Um, and then there's going to be one who leaves after his plebe year. And just parties it up at Maryland, and uh, the two brothers then their sophomore and junior years just end up partying with them. So maybe spin zone, it could be a good thing. Yeah, I just think I don't know. I'm kind of looking for a. Bright I think side. it's funny that they talk about how like the odds of all three of them getting in is so crazy, and then if you think about the odds of them all graduating, it's even crazier. So just stay on your yeah. toes. Well, and I always find that in those stories, it's like. Um, it's like, yeah, three brothers got into the uh, the Naval Academy. Um, and the quote from their father, Admiral so-and-so, is that, <laughs> yeah, we were really surprised when my, when all three of our sons got in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, his father, Donald Trump, said. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so good luck to those guys, I guess. Um, hell, you're going to need it having a Naval Academy degree. That's, kind of, that's a joke in the business world. Um Great, so that's behind enemy lines. Let's the last two we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a soups list, and then we have our a brand new segment, which is basically just an old segment repackaged, kind of a hypothetical. But uh, let's do a soup list. So tomorrow, I guess when you're probably listening to this, it will be the Fourth of July. Or if you're spending your time listening to our podcast on the Fourth of July, uh, we are both honored and surprised. So you're probably listening to this after the 4th of July, in which case you might be a little hungover, you enjoyed uh, the holiday a lot, and America's independence and all that good stuff. Uh, but we're going to talk beers right now. And we're going to say what our favorite beers are that we've 
had. And this is not like your favorite Bud Light because that is the most refreshing and best beer, but we're talking about the best circumstantial beer. So whether it be uh, a beer at a certain time that you had in a, or in a certain place, uh, does that make sense? That makes Arch? sense. You know what I'm saying? All right, you want to go first? Do you want to ping pong this or? Uh, All right, yeah. cool. Um, first one, we kind of talked pre-show about this, so I'm going to give you some credit as well. But <clears throat> a Haps beer, and the reason being is there's very few bars like Haps, and you can expand a little bit more on this. But you can literally walk. I mean, walking to a bar seems so far-fetched for somebody when you know you go to the academy, but it's normal for everybody else. But you can just stumble over to Haps. You can bring your homework to pretend like you're going to do homework. You can be in whatever clothes you really want, and it's just very convenient. So I'm going to nerd out for a second, and I will say that it's just inevitable that you are going to need a plan when you drink when it comes to life. Like, if you plan on drinking a lot, like, whether it be just, whether it be something as simple as getting an Uber or crashing at a buddy's house or whatever the case may be. I will say at Haps, you that is one of the only places that you just do not need a plan. You can show up that there after getting your face kicked in by GRs, uh, by your coach, by your AOC, whatever the case may be, and you can get absolutely trashed, and you're probably going to get back to your room, and you're going to be fine. Um, so yeah, a Haps beer is awesome. You can be wearing uh, sweatpants and, you know, like a, I don't know, your PT shirt, and you'll be absolutely fine. Um, so it's just a special thing that all cadets, I think, kind of share. Um, yeah, so that's that's my take on the Hapspear. I really enjoyed it. What do you got? Um, mine is the first legal beer that you can have right in front of the face of whoever could get you in trouble. So um, if you, like, had an AOC who would crack down on, like, underage drinking and do, like, a lot of MWR or MWH searches, I guess is the, the word... Um, when you can just like have a beer right in front of them, uh, that is an amazing feeling. It's kind of like when middle-aged women get carded and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, I feel good about this. That's exactly how that is. You're like, yes, I'm having a beer right in front of the person who, uh, could smoke me the hardest when I was under 21. And that's the whole thing too. And I'm not, I absolutely do not, uh, promote or encourage underage drinking, but if you do enjoy uh, partaking, your chance of graduating, just sheer odds, uh, go up immensely after you turn 21. Yeah, and I, kind of along those same lines, I remember my 21st birthday when you kind of have those first few drinks and you realize that you can't get in trouble. Well, for the most part. And you're like, this is just, yeah. you know, freaking cadet trunk was taken off my back because I feel so much lighter. Yeah, yep, an amazing feeling. All right, what's your next one? My next one is a Denver hotel beer. Insert city here, but for me it's Denver. Right up the road, and basically you get done, whatever you had to do on Friday, you truck up to Denver, um, you pack a bunch of dudes into a hotel room, and you start drinking. And there's nothing like that feeling of just being away from the academy and just chilling in, chilling in a different city, trying to kind of remove yourself a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's just can't compare anything to that. That's got to be, like, a natural fight-or-flight sense. Like, 
if an like the first sip of water that an antelope has when it outruns like a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like you've just like run through the gauntlet of the academy for a week and you make it up you just like escape and make it up to Denver and you can finally just like take a breath, look around and be like, Okay, the only thing I have to worry about for the next ten minutes is myself and this beer and swiping right on Tinder <laughs> and that's it. And like that's that's gotta be a pretty amazing Yeah, film. it's like so, it's like uh, after a yeah, really totally long tough workout, you're like dying for water. And you never thought water could yeah. taste that good. It's like the same thing. Exactly. All right. Uh, next one I'm going to give you is, and this is a, if you're a graduate listening to that, I know we have a lot of graduates to listen. Uh, it's a beer in Falcon Stadium. This year was the first year. I think that this year was the first year. I right? think so. Not yeah. last year. I, so, yeah. I don't know. This was the first year they were selling uh, alcohol in the stadium. And I will say we only went out there for one game. Uh, as a as a company, FNBA, if you will, you and I, and that was a really good feeling. Uh, sipping it, and it sucked because we are a Bud Light podcast uh, primarily, but so we had to drink Coors Light. But it was an awesome feeling drinking a beer in Falcon Stadium. There's a there's a lot of things that happen. Uh, I think, like when it comes to the academy, where I'm just like, if you told me ten years ago. You know, I would be doing X or, or, you know, or Y or whatever the case may be. If you would have told me, like, like when I was a cadet, yeah, you're going to be basically drinking a beer right over there in a few years, I would have called you crazy. But uh, that's a real thing now. And I guess we can only thank Yusafa for that one. So thank you, uh, Mother Yusafa, for allowing beer sales. Game, in, that game was, changing. That was a good feeling. Absolutely. Game All right, my last one is a home beer. So whether it's getting home, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, summertime, doesn't matter. Whether you're drinking in the basement with your dad, getting way too drunk in front of your family that you rarely see, or going out to the, the local bar with your your buddies from high school, there's just something about drinking that beer. And like we said, I guess it's different if you're from Castle Rock, but being across the country, literally having like no care in the world for at least the next three weeks. Uh, okay, cool. So... We have a last one. It's a new segment-ish. We'll see if it sticks. Let's do, like, a would you rather. It's just easier. Like, just just hash it out. Like, lay those things down. Like, boom, boom. Each side of the seesaw. Let the dice lay right. where they And it's kind of funny you bring this up because as you're talking about it, I'm thinking back to my days long ago in ESET. And I think would you rather, like, single-handedly got me through ESET. Just asking the most ridiculous things to keep your brain off of the hunger. Um, so I'll go first. Would you rather eat meatball stroganoff for every single meal of your entire cadet career or run the strips forever? And when I say run the strips forever, I do mean weekends. So like, (laughs) and, and like, so this has to be kind of in a perfect universe. So your buddies don't have to do this and they know like, Hey, yeah, our buddy Archie, he has to run the strips. Is this... So is this like so, up until graduation, do? and then it's done? Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's not like strips for the rest of your like you're like you have a two year old child. Like, hello, son. I need I need to. Run I this one's very know. easy for me, and I would much rather run the strips every okay. day than eat meatball stroganoff for every meal. <laughs> that is a no brainer. <laughs> and let me break it down two different ways. Number one. 
If I'm eating meatball stroganoff for every meal, I'm running the strips every day regardless because I'm trying to get to the bathroom as quickly as possible. So then I'm just kind of taking, okay. I'm, I'm taking both punishments at the same time without even that intention. Number two, sometimes the the terrazzo has to be. I'm surprised we don't get PC credit just for crossing the terrazzo because it's like the, a 5K just to get to Mitchell Hall from Vandenberg. I was a Vandy Tower guy, and sometimes yeah. a nice little jog isn't the worst thing in the world. Not to mention, half the time the weather sucks anyway, so I need to get over there as quickly as possible. Does, can I can I use the Ho Chi Minh? Is that in legal bounds? Yeah, it's. I mean, we'll, we'll stay true to the spirit of it. I think the spirit of it is that it makes you look like an. Idiot. Can I get yelled like, at you're as like a, a senior? senior running the strips? The other thing is, is like you. No, no, no. You're not, I mean, as long as you're doing it straight up, like that's the whole thing. Is like as, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to, you're not going to get yelled at, um, unless you like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then the whole thing about it is, like you just said, you'll get there faster. Au contraire not that's not always the case when you have to start doing right angles and stuff like if i can just cut across like the air gardens or whatever the case may be and you still gotta walk or you still gotta run all the way around that's that true sucks. you ready for yours <laughs> bear with me here would you rather have to go okay. through basic training every summer while you're at the academy so all four years and we'll actually make it you have to go through basic training after you graduate before you can go report to your base. And it's treated like real basic. So you know, it's not like you're a senior who knows what basic is about and you just kind of go about the motions. It's kind of like you're going back to being uh, basic for the original time every summer. Yeah, you get like, yeah, you yeah. Get like men in black or every time you do it. You only have to do basic once, but you lose all the fingers on your left hand for the rest of your life. I'm going to give you a quick caveat. I'm left-handed, so chop off all my fingers. That sounds because, worse. No, it doesn't, because now I have an excuse to do absolutely <laughs> nothing. Like, I'm in class, like, hey, group project, like, hey, yeah, man, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm left-handed, but uh, I don't have any fingers, so I can't write this. But you send me it. You send me this. I'll give it a look over. Uh, I'll do a documentation you know Everything is good. Like, all that... But you're gonna have to type it. Yeah, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I'll be. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and that's basically what I'm gonna go on is that the fact that I'm left-handed and now I have just made group projects into something that I'm not able to do. So I'm there to take all the credit and uh, unfortunately not give any help. Am I a bad person for doing that? Probably. Uh, that's some serious dedication to that's get out answer. of doing a few group projects, but we all have our vices. No, I don't know. Um, ah, basic, it's... I guess if you don't remember it the first time, it's not too bad, because it's just kind of like something you do, but that's the whole thing. Is like As they build up, I don't understand how these priors do it. I don't know how they do like three basics. They do like enlisted basic, prep school, and then up at the academy. That sounds absolutely awful. So, um, Cool. Yes, yeah, so that's all of our segments. You want to do... Uh, a little bit of minutes. Yeah, uniform of the, the day can be days. found on fastneatbelowavage.com. Fastneatbelow, and spell average, A-V-G for your convenience.com. Fastneatbelowavage.com. We're going to have a July 4th sale, so keep uh, on the lookout for that on Instagram and Facebook. And it's got, we got, I really like, I actually ordered one for myself. Um, 
Didn't run, didn't run, didn't run it by Kamish, but I got the 20, 2018 uh, official T-shirt for the season, football season rolling around, and I really like it, so I would highly suggest that. And I really like the bottle opener shotgun coin as well. It's convenient. It's cool. Um, everyone will be really jealous of you, so go get your stuff. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff on there, so. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, congrats to Nick Reddy. That was an awesome performance. Um, all right, see you. And that's all we got. We'll see you guys next week. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I want you to share